From MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining, the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. When it comes to food, there's none quite like the smell and taste of barbecue. With many different styles ranging from the hickory smoked pork of Memphis or the sweet and spicy beef in Texas. Barbecue breaks off into two categories, good or bad. Our guest today, Patrick Bradley from Nothing But Smoke Catering and Jim Hatton from the Mississippi Barbecue Trail. We're going to be talking Mississippi barbecue and its unique flavor. We're looking for your questions and comments this morning. Give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 or send an email to food at mpbonline.org. This is Deep South Dawning from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Radio's Deep South Dining. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. When it comes to food, there's nothing like the smell and taste of barbecue with different styles ranging from the hickory smoked pork of Memphis to the sweet and spicy beef from Texas. Barbecue breaks off into two categories, good and bad. Guests today in the studio with us, Patrick Bradley from Nothing But Smoke Catering and Jim Hatton from the Mississippi Barbecue Trail. We'll talk about Mississippi barbecue and its unique flavor. Also, we're looking for your favorite barbecue places or recipes. Give us a call this morning to talk about barbecue. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 or send us an email, food at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Deep South Dining from MPB Think Radio. So good morning, Deborah. Hope that you've had a good weekend. Good morning, Kevin. I have had an absolutely amazing weekend. Um, over the weekend, Kevin, I am preparing for something that I did not see coming. I'm getting ready for my very first, believe it or not, art show. Um, I had some artists to reach out um, to me um, about some work that I've been posting online, and it's really funny because this is something that I never thought that I would ever be doing. Uh, but about a year ago, I started uh, just kind of... Um, investing in, uh, I guess, what you would call a hidden talent. And the first time that um, somebody said anything to me about it was Marshall Ramsey, and I thought, yeah, he's just being really sweet. And uh, recently, I had a group of artists reach out to me, so on March the 26th of this month, I'm going to be showing some art pieces, and I'm really happy about that. Very good. Um, also, I believe um, you're going to be doing a project uh, possibly with the Hattiesburg Public Library. Yes, and I'm so excited about that. Oh, my God. I screamed after I hung up the phone because I got to talk to my uh, brother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> Only on Mondays. Uh, Only on Mondays. Your, uh, your brother called me and invited me to participate with this amazing program, and so I'm really, really, really excited about that. So my life is really delicious right about now. All righty. Um, let's talk a little bit about... Um 
what you brought in this morning, and then we've got we've got two guests in us with uh, in studio today. We're visiting, going to be visiting with Jim Hatton and Sherry Book, uh, the founder and marketing director. Is that right of the Barbecue Trail? Am I right? Yes, sir. Mississippi Barbecue Trail. All right, msbbqtrail.com. Looking forward to that, but we always do like to start the show by talking a little bit about uh, what uh, Deborah brought in, and it's a barbecue-themed dish. Talk about what you made for us. Well, Kevin, you know, traditionally when people think about barbecue, they think about ribs immediately. But today I brought in a fried chicken barbecue piece that's incredible. It's both crispy and it's uh, bathed in this terrific uh, homemade barbecue sauce that I've created and it's really yummy and all I've seen people walking down the hall smacking their fingers and singing happy songs <laughs> I even heard one person say to me well it made him want to use some interesting language <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really happy today yeah it's interesting I like the fact that it's boneless so it makes it a little bit easier you know I, I like chicken I like fried chicken I like barbecue chicken but it can sometimes get to be a little messy uh, so the fact that it was boneless was good and uh, I know that I'm kind of a wimp when it comes to spice, so it was a little on the side for me, oh, but uh, got a nice heat to it, good good flavor, again, kind of the good mix of, of sweetness and, and the heat in there, but uh, very very tasty indeed. Thank you so much. Well, it, it is uh, my secret hot barbecue sauce, Kevin, that it's bathed in, and I, you know, I really like uh, barbecue, and again, a lot of times when you have the barbecue chicken, it almost has kind of a baked feel to it, but today I wanted it crispy and yummy, and so I actually created this recipe last week, and I couldn't wait to share it today, so fantastic. We are talking barbecue this morning on Deep South Dining, and we've got some open phone lines, so if you have a question about the barbecue trail, we're going to be talking uh, with Jim Hatton uh, about the barbecue trail, so you can call in ask questions about that. Also, we're looking for your favorite barbecue spot or recipe if you want to call in and share with us today. We've got some open phone lines. The number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464, you can send us an email, food at mpbonline.org. So again, Jim Hatton's with us from the Mississippi Barbecue Trail. Jim, give us an idea. You know, we've got, uh, what is it, the the Blues Trail. I think there's the Tamale Trail. So lots of trails, and it's a a great way to get people aware of what's going on uh, around a particular item, in this case, uh, barbecue. Uh, when did it start? You know, give us an idea of how you got the idea of those sorts of things. Oh, good morning. I appreciate you very much, Kevin. We're just thrilled to be here with MPB. The Mississippi Barbecue Trail has been online since June of 2014. Okay. So we're now two and a half years into this project. And the purpose is to just to give tourists and local residents a reason to turn off the road and get something good to eat. A lot of people around the country and around the world don't know about the rich traditions we have in Mississippi and that really a lot of America owes their barbecue allegiance to Mississippi because <laughs> their pitmaster or his family was trained here. You know, he grew up doing it in somebody's backyard or one of our gas stations. So we have a wide reach around the country and are just thrilled to be able to bring this uh, kind of resource to the traveling public. Well, Jim, that only adds to the conversation that we daily have here on Mondays at um, Deep South Dining because the world owes Mississippi uh, a tribute for all the amazing, wonderful cuisines that don't just end up here in Mississippi, but it literally spreads out around the world. There's a southerner somewhere in the world right now yes. teaching Absolutely. somebody how to do something delicious. <laughs> so, Absolutely. So Sherry and I say be nice to Mississippi all the time because right. you probably got family here. And uh, enjoy our fine dishes. 
But you're you're right. Our culture and our barbecue culture is just permeated all over the country, and the and tourist people around the world have just been responding to our website and our social media so strong. It's really been great to see, Kevin. So, Jim, do you, do you have back barbecue in your background? Oh, I've had barbecue sauce smeared all over me from ear to ear. And, uh, you know, if I was at the grill, it was on my clothes. I, I got to, I had to take about 40 neckties to the cleaner to get the, the sauce off of it. I don't, uh, I'm not a cook. I'm, I know how to cook. A bachelor's got to be able to cook a little bit. Right. <laughs> I'm the one that has the barbecue recipe. This the secret. Oh, right. that goes, don't you love girls? Oh, my it's, God. <laughs> it's the family secret that goes into the cookbook that I'm working on right now. Yeah, well, Sherry and I have great Southern traditions, and she has that knowledge in the kitchen and these things that have been passed down through the families. I'm, and we have that in common. My mother passed me her cookbook. But it's kind of written in Greek, you know. I'm a guy; I don't really <laughs> read on that. But um, I'm not a food critic. I'm not a restaurateur. I'm not a chef. But I'm an advertising and marketing specialist, and I've got a lot of experience around the world over the years. And the thing I like the most is telling stories and talking to people. And this story about Mississippi barbecue is just one of the best stories I've found. Over and over and over, you've got a family that's together doing something they love, and they're feeding local people. Now, I don't know if it happens like this around the country, but it's certainly in Mississippi. You know, if a person's looking for an avenue of how I can make a living and what I can do to help out, more often than not, they'll set up a little shack in their cooking and start feeding people. And that's a southern tradition. I don't know if they do that in the north or in other parts of the world that, you know, when you're casting about for some way to help and make a dollar, in Mississippi, you start cooking. Well, they they do that all over the world, but I promise you there's a Southern cook somewhere in their kitchen teaching mm-hmm. them how to do it really, really good. Whether it's in Chicago or we had a guest here last week from California, you know, whether we got people from New York or Carolina, it is really this deep Southern Mississippi love that shows up everywhere in the world. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I have friends that live in England and Scotland, and they could not wait to get to Mississippi. Yeah. To have some barbecue. They could not wait. They wanted to explore the music, the barbecue, the hospitality, and really get a feel for it. Everything they had heard about. My favorite word, though, is the hospitality. It's like when you're serving food here in Mississippi, whether it's barbecue or our traditional southern cooking or some down-home soul food, it really is the hospitality that sets our tables apart from everybody else. That is so true. That's how people in the South get to know one another. Absolutely. We get together and we have a meal together and decide whether or not I like you, and then maybe I might do business with you. (laughs) Well, I hadn't met too many people in my lifetime that I don't like, and especially if they are good cooks. Around the table, exactly. Well, that's how we get things done. And there's so much variety of barbecue in Mississippi and so many different styles here. And that's the great thing that the tourists are finding, that when they come here, you know, if you have a particular preference in your palate and you like a little snappy vinegar or some spicy mustard or you prefer something really sweet and sticky or you want something dry, you know, that's got a lot of pizzazz, you're going to find all that kind of barbecue all over the state of Mississippi. You are. Everywhere, right? You know, that's why we have so much. This is the largest barbecue trail in the nation. Mm-hmm. We're talking barbecue this morning with Jim Hatton and Sherry Book. Jim's the founder. Sherry is the marketing director for the Mississippi Barbecue Trail. We've got some open phone lines, so if you'd like to call in, share your favorite barbecue place or way to barbecue some ribs or chicken, uh, give us a call. The phone lines are open at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two. 672 
7464. You can email the show food at mpbonline.org. When we get back, we'll dive into uh, some of the things on the Mississippi Barbecue Trail. And by the way, it's msbbqtrail.com. Back with more Deep South Dining after this. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. This is MPB Think Radio. Mississippi is our mission. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're talking about barbecue this morning, and we've got a full house in studio. Throughout the hour, we're going to be visiting with uh, Patrick Bradley from Nothing But Smoke Catering. Also with us in studio, Jim Hatton and uh, Sherry Book from the Mississippi Barbecue Trail. Jim, the founder, and Sherry is the marketing director. So we've got some open phone lines. If you want to talk barbecue with us this morning, give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. You can email the show food at mpbonline.org. We've got a caller on the line. Our buddy Timothy from Louisiana has called in today. Good morning, Timothy. Good morning, Good morning Timothy. Y'all. Good morning. This time change has me messed up. I do <laughs> and there you guys were, and I realized, oh, my God, I slept in. <laughs> then I realized it was the time change. It was actually only really 8 o'clock in real time. That's right. <laughs> But it messed me up, you know. But good to hear y'all this morning. Same here, Timothy. What do you have for us this morning, sweetie? Well, uh, I got two. I got a beef, and that is I hate high fructose corn syrup in uh, barbecue sauce, you know. I mean, it just ticks me off to no end. Here we have this huge <laughs> sugar industry down here, you know, in the south, and you could use some good cane sugar that nobody's allergic to and instead they put high fructose corn syrup in it well i can and assure I, you this morning timmy that the barbecue sauce that i brought in didn't have that i actually used a little bit of honey and you know a lot of times <laughs> you know a lot of a lot of times in a production situation for barbecue sauces you do have some limitations of what kind of ingredients your uh, equipment can accommodate and mix and preservation issues i know lemon juice um, telling our caller, lemon juice is one of the things that you just can't bottle in barbecue sauce because of the spoilage rate. So, and a lot of times when you see a recipe happening in a restaurant, when they take it to the cannery, the recipe might have changed a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, one thing I really like is this old boy is dead now, but he had a barbecue stand out on the highway, and he used ginger in his sauce, Ooh. and it was so good. I mean, oh, man, I'm trying to talk it's really his grandson into open up again. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Well, ginger is one of my favorite, favorite spices. And so I can see that kind of giving your uh, chicken almost kind of an Asian kind of uh, twist to that barbecue sauce. So I can almost taste that in the back of my jaw. I can't (laughs) Did you ever have Louis Bruno's hoisin sauce lime? Ribs. Oh, gosh, yes. I didn't know ribs could taste that way. I mean, what a flavor sensation Louis Bruno pulled off. You know, and the traditional barbecue, we were talking about your bar- great barbecue chicken earlier, and I was wanting to ask, is it barbecue because of the flavor or the way you cooked it? It's a little bit of both, actually. You know, and barbecue uh, traditionally is about the way you cook it for the most part. It's the style of cooking. Um, so, of course, uh, for me with cooking, it's always taking things and adding a little bit of cooking with honey and friends twist to it. So that's what we there did. There you go. All right, uh, Timothy, thanks for calling in. We've got some open phone lines. If you'd like to join our barbecue conversation at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 You can email the show food at mpbonline.org. As I mentioned, uh, we're again joined in studio by Patrick Bradley from uh, Nothing Yay. But Smoke Catering. <laughs> Patrick loved the name Nothing B-U-T-T Smoke uh, Catering. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your background, how you got involved in uh, barbecue. Well, um, good morning. Good morning. morning. Uh, First of all, I heard y'all talking earlier about how it brings people together. Mm -hmm. Um, It started kind of out of college, uh, the tailgating part. Mm -hmm. And if you could just see how many people would hang around a grill (laughs) during football season, you'd be like, man, okay. And you took a, a hobby. And took that hobby, and that hobby transformed into a love, a passion, and here it is. And he was talking about tailgating and barbecuing, Kevin. I mean, those two things, especially here in Mississippi, are like the perfect marriage you know you got barbecue and a football game and they get together and have all these wonderful little kids that run around called people like us and you know and so the the tailgating trails uh you know whether you're at jackson state or Ole miss are just absolutely amazing or if you're at the junction in starkville and you realize you just inherited 40 children from all the other tents because they like your tent better I was going to say, when we're in Starkville, that sort of happens. Yeah. <laughs> There's a trail. People migrate. They move around. So, so Patrick, other things, you know, are at a tailgate. What, why did you kind of focus in on barbecue? Well, um, at that time, you just trying to find that niche mm-hmm. of things to do, and you get compliments from, you know, the parents, the family, and then the friends, like, oh, this is, this is awesome. And oh, then, Timothy, tell the truth. You know girls like men at barbecue. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> I was about to go there with that one, but, but I was going to wait. This I'm is Mississippi Public Broadcasting. <laughs> Patrick has skills. They've been established. He's got a yes. lot of skills, yes. domestic and non-domestic. But we're focusing on the food right now. So. There we go. <laughs> but it, it, it just, it, 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 I found a way because my... I guess it's a deep background. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandfather, which is, uh, he's 94 wow. years Wonderful. old. Wonderful. And coming up, he always had this 
little smokehouse. I didn't know what it was, but, you know, just knew that it was always something coming out of it. And he could go in and, you know, just at any time of the day, go in and slice a piece of meat and, you know, but I didn't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. But years passed, then I started coming into my own. Then I could remember some of the things that he had done uh, wow. previously in, in, in my upcoming. And now it's kind of that, it is kind of tied into what I do now. Mm. That's, that's wonderful. Yeah. So, so the, the history of, you know, just as far as the name, you know, that's all it's been, it's been smoked. So I don't, I'm not a charcoal person. I don't use charcoal at all. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of been deeply rooted. Um, and so it, it's what it is. Where are you located? I'm I'm uh, out of Edwards, Mississippi. Okay, and um, but I work here in the, the the Metro Jackson area, and so a lot of the businesses that I do, uh, as far as the private catering or whatever, is in the Jackson Metro area. Now, right. Edwards, Mississippi, <laughs> is home to some very amazing chef uh, Chef Nick Wallace. Yes, is from there, and I actually have roots uh, in Edwards. There's a road called Potato. Yeah. And that's where my great-great-grandmother lived, and we wow. still have property out there. But it's just such an amazing place full of culture and rich food in Edwards, Mississippi. So Edwards used to be, back in that good period of time, um, Ed Edwards was what, what Jackson had become. Mm -hmm. It was that everybody hung out there and, you know, parted, wang-dang-doodled, or whatever they did. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was a happening town for, for many years, so... Uh, but I'm, we're on that. We're on the other side of the bridge and on the in the, the countryside. So we we know how to do it. All right, <laughs> there you go. We got some callers on the line. Let's start again with uh, Michael, who's called in this morning. Michael, go ahead, please. Good morning, Michael. Peace and blessings to everybody. Thank you. What do you have for us? Uh, you know, I used to hear my grandparents. My 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 grandfather. He's ninety six, and I used to hear the old timers say this. Uh, I'm in Mississippi right now, but I live in Arkansas. And, you know, back in the early uh, 1900s, our folks in southern Arkansas was uh, some of the top barbecue people around there. They used to do it for the judges, the police officers, the fairs and all that. Wow. And, and I used to hear there was one word they say that your food will never taste good unless you put love in it. Oh, Trey. And I used to, I, I could remember how my grandmother, how my mother, and and them, and many others put love in that food. And it, and it was like a transition from their soul to the food. You know, I don't, I don't, we, we can come up with all kind of recipes, but if, but if that love doesn't tether it, it's not going to taste the same. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. I think, um, Michael, you just stirred up a, a bee's nest in my heart right now because I think life without love is not delicious, period, but especially when it's going in your food. And it's something, uh, you know, that we talk about here quite often, whether it's Kevin talking about childhood memories or myself remembering my grandmother and she would be singing and praying and, you know, cooking this food because she loved her family and she wanted us to be okay. And it's what you do when... When you're cooking food for people, you really have to think about them. Food is not delicious unless you're thinking about the person that you're serving. And so, uh, wow, I don't even have words to tell you how much I appreciate you saying that today. Th thanks, Michael, for your call. Good words there. Let's uh, move on. Next, we've got Frank uh, from Jackson on the line. Good morning, Frank. Is this my favorite guy, Frank? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I know you're calling to be bad today. What do you have going on? Mr. Patton. Yes, sir. I met you way back when when Leadership Jackson alumni had a uh, annual meeting at the Country Club of Jackson. Uh-huh. And you were kind enough to put out some things for the auction. Now, I'm very rarely wrong. Well, my wife says, no, I'm always wrong. I was going to say, you need to snap out of that. Right. Did you leave your house today? And I said to myself, barbecue trail of Mississippi. I said to myself, this is not going to work. That's like saying, you know, the, uh, uh, the, left, the left-sided, the left sock trail of Mississippi. I said, it's too specific. It's not out there. Well, obviously, you are a marketing person, and you, you stuck with it, and I guess it's going well. Uh, and I think that uh, it, it's a tribute that you saw value in something, and you stayed with it. And I'm going to admit here on the air, I was wrong. Thank you. Well, that, that really means a lot. We, we have worked really hard to try to bring this message to the uh, public in the, the around the country and around the world. You know, the tourism is really starting to come to Mississippi, and people love our food. But nobody knew that we had such a great wealth of barbecue here. And I appreciate I remember meeting you at that event, and I had the little map up there, and I was just getting started with the website. I just graduated college, brand-new degree, and uh, had a lot of excitement for tell, talking about people in Mississippi and the great cooking that they can do. And it's been very gratifying from the response. We've had uh, over 1,200 new hits on our website just this last month. We've had over 35 hits on the 35,000 hits on this website. We've got people all over the world. Virtually every country in the world is hitting this website and every state in the nation. But, of course, it's hottest right here in Mississippi. People using msbbqtrail.com to find their next meal. And I appreciate you sticking with us. Our email address is on the website. Make sure you stay in touch and tell us about your travels. All right, uh, Frank, thanks Frank's, for your call. thank you so much. Always He's good one to of hear my from you. favorite people that call in <laughs> Got another caller. It's uh, friend Mikey from Mobile. Good morning, Mikey. Good morning. Hey, good morning. I am so hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> ribs. Um, listen, I, I, I'm coming at it from a gardener's kind of a perspective because I, I, I like Hey, I like guys that barbecue. Y'all let me know where you are, okay? <laughs> um, what works as far as donating to the barbecue chefs? Um, uh, that I know some people who really do some great stuff, and I know that fruit and nut tree trimmings are good yes. as far as making a good smoke. What size twigs or branches work? And if you could give me some hints on what kinds of, I know there are all kinds, especially like, like the peppers that y'all are talking about, you know, sorry, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, other, other things that you can grow here in our area. Well, of course, the barbecue is popular in Mississippi because we have those variety of woods. But I'm interested to know what Patrick is using. If he's not using charcoal, where are you getting your heat and how are you doing your flavor, Patrick? Well, being a country boy. Uh, oh, you're asking him to give a family secret. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Here's a good yeah, hug. Yeah, Just yeah, come yeah, on across the country boy. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, if we don't have anything in life, we have land. Mm-hmm. And on that land, on that property, we have various uh, amounts of uh lumber i mean timber and so i i deal personally with um hickory and cherry uh that's in the backyard so now do you use them fresh when they're green no, or do you want to dry no you it's, it's an art to the madness yes. um seasonal 
It has to. I actually cut it a year or so in advance, and um, it's going to be dry. It's going to be good, yes. and dry, and, and uh, friends and neighbors. That is a very important tip that Patrick <laughs> is passing on to you because if you're smoking with green wood, oh my goodness, like they're doing up at Abe's Barbecue, you're going to get a lot Abe's. of flavor. You're going to be at Abe's and they got that pecan smoke going everywhere, but it's going to cook up your grill. Yeah. yeah. And every now and then you're going to have to burn that grill off, or you may end up burning down. Your little barbecue shack. Yeah. <laughs> so, so dried wood does not have all the resins yeah. that can catch fire in your grill structure, and that's very important. I asked the guy down at Hog Heaven in Flowood, and he can explain mm-hmm. how his oh, place yes. caught fire yeah. wow. because of not burning his grill. I mean, you go to Mean Jeans Barbecue at Dunn's Country Store, right there by Silverina Road. You know, he have to time it to make sure he's not burning off his grill because of using green hickory. Right. But a lot of smoke. Uh, and the lady was talking about fruit woods. Many times, um, you know, when I would use mesquite, I would just soak it in water and then put some chips in there. Do right. you use chips or you use a full piece and light yeah, it up? I have I have logs. Um, so you'll split a log oh, yeah, and take a quarter or so, an eighth, and slide it in there mm-hmm. and torch up one end, and it'll smoke. It'll smoke almost all day long. That's it. That's it. Right. Uh, we need to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to continue talking barbecue. we got a bunch of guests with us this morning. We're talking with Patrick Bradley from Nothing But Smoke Catering so and also from the Mississippi Barbecue Trail, the founder, Jim Hatton, and marketing director, Sherry Book. I'm Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. More Deep South Dining after this. for the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're talking about barbecue, and we've got a number of guests to help us uh, discuss barbecue this morning. We've got Patrick Bradley from Nothing But Smoke Catering, also from the Mississippi Barbecue Trail, the founder, Jim Hatton, and Sherry Book, who is the marketing director. In just a few minutes, we're going to go through a list. It was onlyinyourstate.com has listed the top 11 barbecue places in Mississippi. So we'll go through those, and there might be some familiar names. But if you're listening at home and you have a favorite barbecue place, give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two. 672 
7464. You can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. Again, we're talking about the Mississippi Barbecue Trail, which is msbbqtrail.com. It's divided into different categories. Barbecue joints, gas stations, franchise barbecue joints, uh, barbecue trucks, barbecue teams, etc., etc. So, um, um, Jim, Sherry, how did you all come up with the, the sort of the structure for the website and breaking it down into all those little subcategories? Well, the main thing is you want to have some choice and some variety mm-hmm. as to uh, not only the style, but where you are in the state. So there's two basic ways we structured our information in an alphabetical list and then a list by town. So whatever city you're in, you can look at the city list and uh, see what the uh, options are. As far as the categories go, uh, as I began to discover, most barbecue joints in Mississippi are a family-owned local operation. And that's what we just call a regular barbecue joint. And then there's franchise barbecue that's got more than one location and nationally operated chains like Sonny's and mm-hmm. like Dickie's and some really fine operations and Corky's. And um, there's some more. I, you had to look at my website because there's got to be about <laughs> 10, 10 of them on there. And then you've got gas station barbecue, which is a local phenomenon. And it is a, a style by itself, not in terms of how it's cooked, but how you can get in and get it and get out in a hurry. And right. you don't have to wait for somebody to put down a tablecloth. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And yeah. the prices at the gas station, oh, you can get in it. There's a advantage in the market buying at a gas station if you're doing carryout. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said that. All the restaurant owners are ready to spring yeah, it up, they're, right? They're like, wait. But, so you, you, three basic business models, how barbecue is being retailed in Mississippi is where that came from. All right. Uh, and I understand that you are looking for more folks to join in on the barbecue trail. How can someone, if they have a barbecue place, uh, get on the trail? Contact us at msbbqtrail at gmail.com or call 601-918-7224. And I'm not going to say my phone number 10 times, so I'll talk. <laughs> but I will say 601-918-7224. We do offer a premium uh, advertising package. The Certified Trail Stop campaign is terrifically popular. It's incredibly inexpensive by comparison to any advertising, and it's only for barbecue restaurants in Mississippi, very, very affordable. And our audience online get the lion's share of their attention to the certified trail stop web pages. And that's the innovation that we brought to the market so that all of your Internet connections are in one place so that a tourist or a local resident can find out everything they need to know about your restaurant to choose to come over to have dinner. They can look at reviews, find a map, read your menu, and we do a little commentary and put some nice pictures up there so they can see everything about your restaurant from Yelp on up. That's fantastic. Absolutely. It's great to be able to just click and travel right there on one web page. But before we go any further, I want uh, to ask Patrick, how can people get in contact with him if they want some of his nothing but smoke barbecue? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Well, you could, uh, if you're in the Facebook deal, uh, I'm on Facebook. Um, you can do it under my name, under Patrick Bradley, or um, Nothing But Smoke. Not nothing, but Nothing But Smoke. Nothing, nothing, honey. Smoke. Or you could give me a call at 601-906-4954. And I'm pretty much doing it on the weekends. If I'm not at a major event or something, I'm locally stationed here somewhere. So is this of a specialty, or what, what What do you think is your most popular item? Oh, my goodness. The rib tips are just, I can't keep them. Ooh. Uh, that's, a, that's a go-getter. 
um, on the meat side, and the grilled cabbage is the oh wow is the specialty on the vegetable side. Did he say grilled cabbage? That's what I, I just wanted to hear. I want to hear about that. I'm a gardener, too. I want to, I want to hear about the grilled well, cabbage. Well, you know, I've done a lot of events, and so when you do, like, the walkathons or those yes. major events, you got the healthy people. Absolutely. You know, they're like, they're like, something light on right. the palate, not so something heavy. They're like, like um, well, do you have any, you know, alternatives other than pork? And I was like, <laughs> you know, and after a while, I was at a park one day, and a guy had made mention about the cabbage. He was doing the whole cabbage. And kind of tweaked it a little bit and started to wedging it in smaller pieces. And then, before you know it, now it's a side item. Mm-hmm. And it is a hot seller. It yeah, is. that, that sounds really good. So I understand you brought some food in with you this morning. I did. There's I, food here that I didn't get? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you? Hopefully, yes, uh, I, I brought you know, I'm not somebody sneaking fired. That food the way you are. <laughs> So I, I did. I did bring some tips uh-huh. and uh, the 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 infamous uh, smoked chicken breast. Are they all, all right. booth? Wait a minute, Java just held up this huge <laughs> plate of tips. I hope I got a tip on that plate, Java. You are so in trouble with me. And Jason, Jason, the director, just came in and said it smells so good in the oh, hallway. Oh, oh, and then he walked off with. <laughs> So there are there are some good samples here for you. All right, this that, morning that's something to look forward to at the end of the show. That's for sure. <laughs> so we're anxiously awaiting ten o'clock here in the control room. Uh, so let's say it's ten uh, o'clock now, Kevin. <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> you got me on the the time changes messing up with everybody. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, as I said, onlyinyourstate.com has the top 11 barbecue places in Mississippi. And, uh, Jim, you tell me you've been to, I think, almost every one of these. This is a very interesting list. This is uh, when we read uh, what the writer was doing and pointed out some of the real famous places in the state like Leithas. Leithas is one of the few open pit barbecue locations in the state. There's only about three. Mm-hmm. And the health department grandfathered them into the system. And so, but you can't do open pit anymore. And so Letha's got that going. Of course, they came out of Foxworth over by the Pearl River. It's where Letha started cooking. And now her family's continuing that tradition there in Hattiesburg. Mm-hmm. And the food is just too good. Make sure you get a copy of, of Letha's biography, If These Fields Could Talk. It's a great read. And go down there and tell Miss Carolyn Stepney at the front desk that you love her and give her a hug and pay her for your lunch. <laughs> and, and of course, we talk about Abe's barbecue. And, you know, Abe started as a drive-in where people would get curbside service to the car because that was the way it was done back in the day. Well, they don't really do that too much anymore. I don't know. People don't like eating in their car because they get it on the upholstery. I think it's too expensive <laughs> now and they moved indoors. But Abe's has got so much tradition. And the interesting thing is to sit in Abe's and look out the front window at the crossroads and just to think about all the change in history that has come across in front of that window and how different the Delta is today than it was so long ago when Abe's, and Abe's is the granddaddy of Mississippi Barbecue. They've been going longer than ever. Mississippi Barbecue Company, pig out in down in Natchez. Now, there you go. Archie Willits is in Natchez, and he and his wife have been cooking in Natchez for so long you can buy their bottled sauce. The food is fabulous and a great view of the river. Memphis Barbecue Company, you're talking about... uh, Melissa Cookson, who is a world champion from Memphis in May, right. and that is her restaurant, Westside West Side Barbecue in New Albany. The cake is fabulous. You can't buy cake for about 100 miles around Aubrey, uh, around New Albany and it not be from Westside. All the restaurants buy from Westside, and their barbecue is good. 
Shonov, and Picayune. Now, this man's kind of winning competitions, and he and his family's operating this, and they got two different locations. But his food is fabulous, and he's got the biggest smile on his face when he's cooking <laughs> because he knows no matter how bad your day was, he's fixing to change it when you sit down and eat at Shonov. The Pig and Pine in Jackson is one of the most popular places in yeah. the South. Of course, Jackson has the largest concentration of barbecue joints here. It's about 30 in this region. Hmm. And then the uh, number two hot spot up around Tupelo. There's a lot of barbecue there. Number three hot spot right now is Grenada. And the Pig and Pint in Jackson is really popular. Their Pepsi glazed baby back ribs are, are really, really good. And pulled pork's fabulous. But they got some good sauces, good selection of sauces. Squealers in Meridian has been written up at the national level in print more than once. And there is a lot of barbecuing going over at Squealers in Meridian. I've been on the phone with a nice lady, and I'm arranging a Goodwill tour over there. Come cheer them on, because Squealers is a great place to eat. Spoonies in Greenwood is some of the greatest tradition, and they're still smoking outside on the same grill. The Shed in Ocean Springs, get fed at the Shed and be a shed head. You have to to eat there twice to actually become an official shed head. But uh, Brooke and Brad Orson, they're world champions uh, in the World Food Championship. They walked away with number one in brisket and number two in alligator. So all the smoking down there doing is fabulous. And uh, that's just some of a little smattering of some of the over 200 barbecue joints that everyone has a charming story. And what's amazing to me, Kevin, is, you know, he's named all these uh, wonderful places that have been recognized via competitions and national things. But it's also those little offside places that, you know, have not yet been given a blue ribbon, for instance, like E&L Barbecue, which is, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those places where you can go to and you'll find, uh, you know, great barbecue around the corner. And there's a lot of little places like mom and pop shops that have just the most amazing barbecue in the world right here in Mississippi. Yes. We need to take another quick break. Uh, when we get back, we're going to wrap up our barbecue competition. But, you know, our discussion, that is. But it, it's, I wish there were a barbecue competition because I would be the judge. Uh, but it was interesting. On that eleven top 11 list, we had places in Hattiesburg, Clarksdale, Natchez, Horn Lake, New Albany, Ackerman, Picayune, all across Mississippi. Barbecue. Biloxi, absolutely. So uh, we'll be back to wrap up the program after this short break. standing member of MPB Think Radio. We appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're visiting today with a number of folks talking about barbecue. Patrick Bradley from Nothing But Smoke Catering is here with us. And Jim Hatton and Sherry Book from the Mississippi Barbecue Trail are here as well. Uh, We've got a phone call to get to, so uh, Bill's been hanging on in Greenwood. Good morning, Bill. Go ahead. Good morning, Bill. Good morning. Oh, how y'all doing? Uh, I really love barbecue. I especially love the pools. But, you know, I've noticed... Those places I've been to lately, they got the equipment there. 
And they got the wood piled up, but they're not using the uh, smoker no more. When you buy full barbecue, I can tell it's, there's no smoke taste to it. And they, they said, oh, yeah, we did it, but they didn't do it. I don't know why. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of these restaurants are upgrade. Well, I don't know if it's upgrade, but they've changed their technology and are going to electric smokers because you can operate it indoors. There's not as much maintenance, and there's not as much cost, or, or got somebody parked over a hot fire. But you're right, the flavor, are you, now tell me, is the flavor changing on you? Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you know, I used to be real strong, good smoky taste, but now there's no smoky taste, or maybe just a hint of smoke. It's a lot more subtle, and yeah, it will also yeah, uncover some of the other glaring flaws in their preparation, doesn't it, Mr. Bradley? Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good reason to try nothing but smokes and uh, check him out, because uh, apparently he's doing it the right way. It's smoky. All right. <laughs> Thanks for your call, Bill. Uh, let's go on next. We've got um, Melanie from Tupelo on the line. Good morning. Go ahead. Hey, Melanie. Hey, Deborah. How are you? I miss you. Oh, I miss you too, girl. It's so good to hear your voice today. I'm coming up to Hattiesburg to see you guys really soon. I'm sorry, Tupelo, to see you really soon. <laughs> well, I hope so. Maybe you'll even cook. Um, <laughs> I, I am calling to remind you and invite you, if you can make it sooner, the Tupelo Barbecue Duel is this weekend. Okay. And... We have a whole lot of professional barbecuers coming to town, including Melissa Cookson. Yes. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Johnny Trigg and a lot of the good guys. So for people who love barbecue, Tupelo is the place to be this weekend. These are the iconic events in Mississippi, these barbecue competitions and the festivals that go on around them. And the uh, the barbecue duel in Tupelo has gotten so large, they have to have two separate mm-hmm. um, stage one and stage two to deal with all the cooking. Isn't that right? That's Melanie? right. We are now a double duel. Yeah, so right. We'll be cooking on Saturday and Sunday. So how many pitmaster competition pitmasters will register for the the barbecue duel in Tupelo? Well, we can uh, we have up to 100 on Saturday and up to 70 on Sunday. That's and fantastic. Uh-huh. Right here are the top 25 cooks in the country. So we're excited. That's fabulous. And that's uh, you so, said this uh, weekend where where is it going to be at? Tupelo. It's at Fair Park in Tupelo. Okay. Downtown Tupelo. All right. Uh, hey, so, Melanie. A lot of great barbecue. Melanie. I tried yes, to sir. sign up for that event uh, as, a, <laughs> as a judge, but uh, the slots were full, and that was back in, I think, January. <laughs> you can't so, get to that table. So it's, it's a big, I, I, it's you know, a big deal. I have to fight to get to that table. <laughs> I'm a uh, certified KCBS judge, and right. it is, yeah, it was it was packed uh, January, so we're full. I said, I well, if anybody pulls out, call me. <laughs> Deborah's got my number. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Judging for this competition filled up uh, after being open for three days. Yeah, wow. yeah, wow. yeah. All right, uh, Melanie, thanks for that information. So this weekend in Tupelo, barbecue competition. We've got another caller on the line. The Golden Triangle is the origin of Susie's call. Good morning, Susie. Go ahead. Good morning. Yeah, I didn't hear little Dewey's. How about little Dewey? <laughs> I need a little Dewey right over here. I need some of that corn salad. That is the best corn salad. That's where I learned to love corn salad is at well, little Dewey's in Starkville. Yeah, so that's what I want to mention. Not only the barbecue, but the sides, the, the oh, baked yeah. beans, and the, the slaw, the best. Wow. Voted number one in the nation by ESPN Sports, Little Dewey in Starkville, Mississippi. Oh, wow. And the Little Dewey, the name came from a practice when the uh, Mr. and Mrs. Wood, they had a dinner club with their friends, and they'd go around the different houses. 
And the lady, the host of the evening, would do a little something special for the meal. And they'd say, well, no, this is a little dewy I have for tonight. I've done a little dewy here for you. And it would be a special dessert or a little appetizer, something very elegant. And so that was a little dewy. And that's how the name of the restaurant came. Oh, fantastic. Hey, Susie, thanks for including that good addition to the list there. Uh, So, Patrick, you mentioned KCBS, Kansas City Barbecue Society. Uh, First, uh, tell us a bit about that. and, And how did you become a judge? Um, one of my guys, um, we met at an event. Mm-hmm. It all goes back to events. You meet a lot of people, a lot of good people. And he said, man, you should be a judge. And I said, well, how do I do it? And he he, he hooked me up with the people uh, down in Brookhaven, Mississippi, and went down and took the class, and bam, there it is. Um, so, so can I ask what what qualifies you to be a good judge? What do you learn to become an excellent judge? Well, the... KCBS and Memphis Barbecue—they're—they're two separate entities. They have—they have guidelines and standards, and you—you learn their standards. So KCBS has their list of standards that you go by in judging their prospective um, events. Memphis Barbecue has their guidelines. So you have two separate type of of of, uh, of entities. So I'm part of KCBS and also Memphis Barbecue. So if, as a typical competition, how much do you end up, I would imagine that you have to take small bites or else accumulating. Well, like what she was talking about with Tupelo deal, you, you, if it's going to be a long day, um, they're going to let you know, you know, how much you're going to be judging. So it's kind of like, hey, by by. Noonday, you <laughs> you know because you have to if you got twenty teams you have to do it twenty times. Mm-hmm. So, You're like an athlete; you have to prepare, yes, visualize, yes. and have the right uniform outfit on, and you know to go in there and perform at, a hotel at that high level. Stay in afterwards because you're not going to drive home. You're not going to be able to walk. No, no, yeah. And uh, there is a KCBS-sponsored competition, the first on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. It's at the Island View Casino coming up on April 4th and 5th. Uh, so, Patrick, you've judged. Have you, are you a, com- a competitor in some of these competitions? Well, I, um, right now I'm, I'm in the judging part. I've done a few competitions. Um, we did the, the one in Brandon uh, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Um, I can't remember Brandon, their Brandon Day. Um, but then they have a Jacktown barbecue deal this, uh, at the end of this month here in Jackson. I'll be uh, one of the judges there. Uh, but right now it's kind of like just getting the feel as a judge of what the competition does, and then we'll get that team together and we'll put it on the road. Fantastic. I know also that Hattiesburg, Mississippi has a um, uh, Hattiesburg Day, and last year they had a huge barbecue competition that was absolutely fantastic, and I got to sit in as one of the judges, and it was a delicious torture because, um, (laughs) you know, each competitor will bring, you know, uh, their own style to the the table, Mm -hmm. and you judge them on appearance, on taste, on flavor, on smoking, all those kind of things. But by the time you have the first bite and you kind of wash your palate and then second bite, and by the time I got to the twentieth bite, I just yeah. yeah. So it's pretty it's pretty interesting being a judge. It takes a lot because you, you don't want to get confused about right. what you had and who's what. And so it's pretty amazing. And there's a lot on the line. You talk to these competitors and ask them why they do it, and you see these big rigs they've got with you know trailers that are cooking and monster trucks pulling yeah, them and all yeah. the gear and equipment plus the meat and the time that they're away from their family and their regular business. So there's a lot of effort and cost that goes into competing. Absolutely. You have to register and pay that registration. But it is definitely uh, about the prestige 
and the money. Because the check coming out of a, for a grand champion, oh, yeah. That's not like <laughs> taking home a fishing rod or a tackle box because <laughs> you won something. That makes a big difference. So it is highly competitive. You know, in some of these competitions, some of these world championships, you know, the winners are going to walk away with a check with six figures. Yeah, exactly. All right. Hey, we have run out of time. That's going to do it for today. Just a reminder, it's msbbqtrail.com. And if you want to find Patrick Bradley, not, nothing but smoke catering, you can uh, go on Facebook and look up Patrick. He'll be there waiting for you. So uh, Deep South Dining, it's a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from you, our listeners. Our show is produced by Java Chapman. Not sure who was call screening this morning. So for Deborah Hunter and our guests, Patrick Bradley, Jim Hatton, and Sherry Book, I'm Kevin Farrell. Stay tuned. Now you're talking with Marshall Ramsey comes up next. That's followed by Southern Remedy at 11. We'll be back next Monday at 9 for another Deep South Dining. It's heard only on MPB Think Radio.